What's good back in the building? It's your boy Jay back for another edition. How y'all doing out there? I hope y'all doing marvelous, great, fabulous, all of that. <laughs> uh, jump right into it. Uh, We're gonna get into the word of the day today. The word of the day is notafili. Notafili is the collecting of banknotes as a hobby. That's a great hobby to have, by the way. I'm trying to. Um, how can I even use that in a sentence? <laughs> I would like to notify for a living. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's the the word of the day. Um, I think all of us can say that we enjoy that hobby, hobby excuse me, of collecting banknotes. It's just that as soon as we collect it, if you like me, it's as fast as it got to go out in the bill or, you know, something else. Um, and since we did the word of the day, I might as well go into the inspirational quote of the day that was presented by Miss Joan Didion. The willingness to accept responsibility for one's own life is the source from which self-respect springs. When I read this quote earlier this morning, it really it's it's stuck to me like usually i'll read a quote and you know it'll it'll stick but this one i i guess it was just sticking to me the most for some reason so i said you know what let me go out and broadcast this today and um see if it this quote has the same effect on others as it had on me um and that's that so Basically, you know, guys, I don't really like to get on here. I don't really have much to say or anything like that. So I'm not going to, you know, waste any time or whatever. Um, because I feel like I come on here, I have to have content. I feel like I got my host, my host piggyback off of whatever to help me out. But today I got a, I got a little bit of something, something. So um, hopefully that y'all can enjoy this. And um, if you do, hit the likes up, subscribe. And... Um, Actually, you can't even subscribe here. But what you can subscribe to is JT's YouTube channel. And you know, every episode, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to put it out there so that way we get these likes, these follows, subscribes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And yeah, that's that. So bear with me one moment. And without further ado... I will get right to it. Um, I seem to always have this problem. But hold on. Let's see here. All right, there we go. So youtube.com forward slash channel. U is in under, C is in cup, seven the number seven, M is in Mary, nine the number nine, Q has in Q tip. T as in Tom, K as in Kite, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, C as in Cup, the number seven, Y as in Yes, T as in Tom, J as in Jack, A as in Apple, K as in Kite, the number five, the number seven, F as in Frank, the number zero, Z as in Zebra, I as in Igloo, Q as in Q-Tip. Check out the channel. Hit the likes up, subscribe. 
I am getting on it to where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put the content out there as well. But aside from content creating, coming and jumping on the podcast, I do have a, you know, a everyday life too that I have to attend to or work life, I should say, and get into this. And so does Miss T. So bear with us, um, you know, but so appreciate the love and support thus far that we have been receiving and this is coming from the both of us so without further ado let's see what else that um have for you oh i know what the main topic was why i even wanted to even get on here today and talk about was the roe versus wade um basically declaring that um women will not have the right anymore to decide if they want to abort now I'm not sure if this is fully in the play but I would think it's been fully in the play because I've had a whole bunch of emails stating what happened but then I see now the emails will say a leak well this is how I feel on the topic, you know, since everybody else is entitled to their opinion. Opinions are like assholes. You don't have to uh, agree. You could agree to disagree. But like I said, this this is my take on this. And Miss T would agree with this if she was here as well because we've had this discussion. And I think we were actually discussing this last week. What and when a woman wants to do with her body is her decision. Nobody else should be making that decision. Period. Now, I know with this abortion rule, I'm not going to be a little bit biased, but I guess you can say that I'm biased. I feel like the further you get into the South is where there's an issue. No, you shouldn't abort or anything like that. I feel like up North, I'm not saying they're not, uh, they don't care about it. Or whatnot, but it's just like I feel like if you ask me, and I, I could be wrong. Like I said this this is an opinion. You can agree to disagree. If you ask people that live up in up north, the tri-state area, to be specific, because I forget we get we got uh, we're broadcasting everywhere with this: so New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Uh, what else is up north states compared to your southern states? Where you have your 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 Tennessee's North South Carolina the Carolinas Florida Texas etc. They're more gung ho about this this abortion rule. I said I will say it again. What a woman decide to do with her body is that's her decision. And actually, I shouldn't even be speaking on it without having a woman here. But the fact that Miss T already said, I agree with you wholeheartedly on this. And Miss T is, you know, busy. And this is fresh out the oven, like, you know, happening right now. I decided to go on and put that out there. Like, so if you have damn the males at the end of the day, because we get it. The woman, the the woman is the strong, the back, the, the backbone support. All of that, and I, this probably has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but uh, I don't care. I just felt like I wanted to say it. It's my show. I can definitely say it. It's their decision. 
But with Miss T already in agreement with saying that it is a woman's decision, I'm pretty sure that, that she's not the only female or woman that feels that way. So I feel like this shouldn't even be lingering. I feel like this has been going on for a couple years now. I'm like, yo, why is Roe versus Wade up for debate? A woman want to abort? Let a woman abort. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's it. That's all. I'm not even gonna keep beating this because I, it seems like beating this is like beating a dead horse, and I'm not gonna do that. I'm not in the. Uh, the that's not in the um. My business to do that, and you gotta excuse me, y'all. It's uh, T out here. Texan. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was that. And what else has been going on? So apparently there's, um, more evacuations going on in Ukraine. Um, and Nancy Pelosi is in Poland. So there's been evacuations from the war ridden Ukraine city of, uh, Maripol that's continued and more than a hundred civilians were cleared from the city's besieged um, steel plant. So evacuations are halted due to security challenges and one with the commander saying the complex is under constant fire. Explosions are also being reported in Odessa and a 15 year old was killed when a missile hit a residential building. Um, so it's, it's a lot going on. So. Um, after a meeting with the Ukrainian president, um, Volodymyr Zelensky in, um, in Kyiv, uh, our House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, called into, um, oh, called on, on Polish President, excuse me, um, Andrzeja Duda to signify a strengthening, strengthening partnership with Poland. So shout, shout outs to Ukraine. Um, pray for Ukraine um, and hopefully we can come to a, an accord and all of, all of this uh, would eventually you know gets cleared up because I feel like this has been going on too uh, too long but you know I'm the outside looking in what do I know you know um, yeah so that's that and um, it's about that time again um, the midterm elections have arrived so the first multi-state midterm elections of 2022 is taking place today. So Ohio voters are, are going to get to pick the nominees for governor and the U.S. Senate or U.S. Senate, excuse me, while Indiana voters um, consider whether their legislation or legislature, excuse me, should um, become more conservative. So Republicans, the elections will be a key indicator of how much influence former President Donald Trump still holds over the party, particularly in Ohio's Senate race, where Trump has been especially involved. Uh, for Democrats, the, the primary results could signal the direction of the party. Uh, Biden endorsed um, with Rep. Uh, Chantel Brown, and that's up against the progressive challenger uh, Nina Turner who is the former state senator and Bernie Sanders uh, for the presidential campaign um, and whatnot. So 
That's what's going on with that. Uh, also in travel news, Spirit rejects JetBlue. Apparently, JetBlue tried to offer Spirit Airlines 3.6 billion, and they offered them a. They offered this offer apparently last month. But I guess Spirit just decided to decline it recently, and they're they're opting to stick with the original plan of merging with Front uh, Frontier, excuse me. And this will be the fifth largest U.S. airline. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know the the CEO uh, Dean or the CEO of Spirit Dean Jet Blue's buyout offer has too risky, and saying that uh, the deal has a low probability of receiving antitrust clearance um and also this was due to JetBlue's partnership with America Airlines as well and um JetBlue apparently they're not going to give up on the deal and um they they're going to keep pursuing it but uh right now as it is it's going to be Frontier and Spirit and they're going to be the you know the standard for the low budget flying um, and apparently with this merge, the airlines are planning to offer more than a thousand flights daily, 245 destinations and add more than 10,000 jobs by 2026. Um, so that's a good look, uh, shout out to both of them. Now I did also see that shares of spirit fell by 9% yesterday. Now what I can say with this is that it's a good look because to me and my personal opinion, never flew spirit spirit was going down in the dumps you know i'm just putting it out there like from reports it's like every every day may be exaggerated being um being uh i feel like every day may sound like uh i'm exaggerating just quite a bit so i'm just gonna say every other day or let's just say keep it like this two incidences a week that was going on with spirit now i get it you know during the the peak of the pandemic a bunch of these um these airlines were having issues however it seemed like with spirit it was really just it was going on too much so like i said i'm all for the underdogs i hope they pull through and um you know go ahead and uh you know knock it out you know like there's um uh, I like Frontier, flew on, on Frontier, Spirit, eh, you know, but every, nothing's going to be perfect, put it like that, and with that being said, I'm going to go ahead to the next topic, so Amazon workers decided to reject the union, so Amazon workers will not be unionized in Staten Island, the Staten Island warehouse in New York City, so out of 1,600 eligible voters, 62%, which was a total of 618, voted against the union, while 38%, which was a total of 380 people, voted in favor of the union. So um, this is definitely a major blow to the organizers who just last month pulled off the first U.S. Uh, unionization excuse me, effort um, in the retail giant history. And then, you know, they, they hope that a, a second victory would trigger more organizing at Amazon. 
um, since this Amazon is the, the nation's second largest employer. But um, instead, Amazon prevailed in its anti-union messaging, uh, which claims that the company is better advocate for its workers. And the outcome of a union election in Alabama is still up in the air. So, you know, they may be unionizing in Alabama sometime soon. But as far as New York City, they says no good, no go. They ain't dealing with it. Um, so, Mother's Day planning. So... Apparently, I guess this is this is shame on me, but I guess you could you could read between the lines. I'm like, when is Mother's Day? But I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's too early to plan for some. Not sure. Um, but according to online reservation service Open Table, reports that noon is the most popular time of the day to dine out on Mother's Day, and American and Italian restaurants are the most popular choices. But not all moms want to go. A survey of 2,000 mothers found that most just want to celebrate at home, where the mom's preference is spending quality time at home or hitting the town for fine dining. This, um, this, what's the word I'm looking at? Uh, voting or whatever you say was uh, brought to you by Cheddar. I'm not sure if they were the actual people from Cheddar or did they go to another, um, site to pick up these these numbers or whatnot but i'm kind of like and and looking at this i'm like isn't that a bit obvious like uh noon would definitely be a popular time because you're not going to go too early you're not going to go too late to go out and then i would think american and italian would be the top uh choices for mother's day but then you know i could be wrong i was just thinking that was a little bit self-explanatory but um anyway so uh it looks like uh dunkin donuts is in some hot fire so they're facing uh well dunkin and beyond meat they're facing a lawsuit for attaching the slogan plant ba plant based great taste to their vegan sausage sandwich and um vegadelphia foods said in the filling that it's patented the slogan where great taste is plant beyond four years before Duncan and beyond meat dropped a similar slogan in a few of their ads so including one where Snoop Dogg utters the uh, catchphrase Vigadelphia Foods estimates Duncan made 100 million in the first six months of selling the vegan sausage sandwich and is now seeking damages a share of Duncan and beyond's profits and um, a halt to Duncan and Beyond's use of the slogan. Um, yeah, I didn't even know this was was going on. Um, it seemed like nowadays everybody's suing somebody, and they'll probably get the money from Duncan and and, and vegan, and um. This will be swept up under the rug like everything else eventually. Because that's just how life goes. Yesterday was the Meta Gala. I'm not really going to touch too much on the, the, or I said the Meta Gala, the Met Gala. Um, not really going to touch on um, the Met Gala, but I will acknowledge that, yeah, I'm in acknowledge of the, um, of the Met Gala. 
Um, what else has got going on here? Um, this is interesting. All right, so lately, so I'm going to give you a little bit of, um, I guess insight is the, is the word I, I'm looking for. So me lately, within the past month or so, I've been into abandoned buildings and stuff. Not to do no crazy shit or nothing like that. I just, I don't know, just... I like uh, abandoned places. So I just found this in my email today. It doesn't, it's not no, like sometimes like with stuff, like I say, like uh, Google is like the feds or uh, YouTube stuff. You look up, they'll actually put it. it and that's just with anything, Facebook, anything. They start putting, um, putting it in your feed. I think that's the word. Uh, I don't have social media. So I think that's the word feed. Uh, yeah. So feed. And well, with, with the exception of Twitter, let me take that back. But I had the Twitter for this to do promoting, so I need it. And then as it gets bigger, I probably will get back on um, social media. But right now, yeah, I'm falling back. And I've been off of social media, <coughs> excuse me, with the exception of the Twitter for like years now. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, like I said, that stuff will come up whatever you look up in your feed, what you, you know, what you look up. But this, I never even looked this up to be shown on my email. I don't even know what the, um, I'm not even familiar with this, this site, but it said, this is called the Discover blog, and it says seven abandoned towns where you can step into the past. So I thought I'd share this because, hey, I like abandoned uh, places. I'm sure somebody else, you know, probably has the same liking or you know somebody that know somebody that likes abandoned places and why not share uh this small wealth of information that i have with you guys that i have received so the first place on the list drum roll please is Bodie, california so apparently it looks like they're gonna um let me just look through the Okay, yeah. So they just yeah, it does say places on a thing. Duh to me. Okay. So in Bloody, uh, California, if you're looking for the ultimate ghostly relic, then this is the the place to to go to. Um this is in amid the Sierra Nevada mountains and it's thrived in the late eighteen hundreds where gold was actually found nearby at Mono Lake. The town had grew to a population of about 10,000 and it had dozens of saloons across the street uh, a local brass band and daily newspapers uh, however the town started to decline in the 1800s so when the quick rich um, the get rich quick miners moved out and moved to other towns they left it a ghost town so if you drop by today you'll discover a scene that wouldn't look out of place out of a uh, a western, so that's pretty uh that's that's pretty much deserted for you. Excuse me. <clears throat> so the next place would be uh, Craco, Italy. Not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So 
As far as misfortune goes, there can't be many unluckier towns than Krakow. Um, so what does it say here? Life at the striking hilltop settlement in the southern Italian region of Basilicata. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So it began way back in the 8th century. By the 1200s, the town had a, un had a university and its magnificent castle was constructed the following century. Despite being plundered by a group of outlaws led by the infamous Carmine Croco, an expansion continued until the 19th century, after which locals began emigrating to North America. And then came a series of unpredictable events, landslides that forced residents out in um, the 60s, followed by a devastating flood in 72, and then an earthquake in 1980. So, um, Krakow's medieval townscape has since been used as the backdrop for Hollywood blockbusters, including King David's and The Passion of Christ. Nowadays, local tour guides unlock the town's greats for visitors to wander the ancient streets and enjoy views of the Matera countryside. Pilgrims also arrive between May and October for religious festivals that celebrate a miraculous statue of the Virgin Mary that's housed in the town church. It's interesting. <clears throat> Next place would be Humberstone, Chile. Um, so let's see here. Chile's, uh, well, let me just read the whole thing. So in the northern reaches of Chile's uh, Atacama desert, or desert, excuse me, is an abandoned town that stands out for both its eeriness and unusual English name. Humberstone is an old mining town developed in the late 19th century. It takes its name from James Humberstone, a British engineer who moved to South America in the 1870s to make his fortune in the extraction of saltpeter, a.k.a. potassium nitrate. During the heyday of white gold, as saltpeter was often called, mining Humberstone was home to about 3,500 residents. The town's demise came after the outbreak of World War II. With the British blocking exports to Germany, the demand for Chilean salt pepper faded out. By 1958, only the buildings remained. So this ghost town is part of the UNESCO-listed Humberstone and Santa Laura Saltpeter Works. Remaining beneath the searing desert heat are buildings that served as grocery stores, houses, a hotel, and a theater. You'll also find beat up cars, locomotives, and an intriguing swimming pool made from a ship's hull. Pretty cool if you ask me. Next place on the list is Coleman Scop Nabia. In the early 1900s, Coleman Scop, a town in the heart of vast Namib, oh, Nab, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Namib, Namib, okay. Coastal desert lured miners in search of diamonds. The story goes from a, the story goes that a railroad worker spotted some stones glimmering in the sands while cleaning the tracks. 
He showed it to his German boss, and so began Nabia's diamond rush. Soon more German migrant miners flocked to the area and built up a German-inspired town with a baker, a butcher, and a post office, among other amenities. So greedy were the miners that declared the area a restricted zone and banished the local tribe's people. However, by the 1920s, intense mining had cleared out the diamond resources and prospectors moved further south to seek their fortune no sooner had the townsfolk left than the ever-shifting sands of the namib started to reclaim the town visitors can now walk knee-deep in sand through the sun-bleached skeletons of miners dwellings brightly colored wallpaper is still visible in the butchery shopkeeper's house in skittle valley or Skittle Alley, excuse me, have been restored. But nobody knows when the de the desert, excuse me, will completely submerge it all forever. So before it does, I gotta check that out and make a trip there, God willing. Uh, next spot on the list is Mandu, India. So perched on a plateau surrounded by Forster countryside, Mandu, <clears throat> excuse me, is the epitome of fading grandeur. It boasts a, a veritable treasure trove of remnants from the nation's Mughal Empire, which was once one of the world's most formidable empires. Mandu was deserted almost 400 years ago. However, the town's, um, what's this, unlisted monuments? have stood the test of time uh, they have Jain temples mausoleums mosaics and sultan palaces some reflect in the placid waters of lakes and others are perched precariously above chasms Rubmati's pavilion commands a notably dramatic position on a rooftop that looks down on far-reaching plains despite being abandoned there's an element of romance and serenity associated with wandering through dreamy arcades while contemplating the power of a, a, a benign empire or a bygone excuse me empire peaceful throughout most of the year the town springs to life during the pomp and flamboyance of the Ganesh Shatura Festival. For 10 days in August and September, Hinduists excuse me, celebrate the birth of the elephant Didi Ganesh with favor and gusto. Speaking of elephant, this is random. I saw the most saddest thing yesterday. So Ms. T sends me a picture of a baby elephant that was crying. Apparently, the mother kicked the kicked the the baby ele her baby away, and the elephant was crying. I was like, that was that was sad to see. I'm like, wow, you know, that's um, yeah. Anyway, so the next place on the list is Spenlonga. I'm not even sure if I'm saying this right. Spen Spenlonga, Greece. Spenlonga is a small island situated off the northern coastline of Crete, the grayish hues of a fortress and imposing defensive walls are a stark 
contrast to the iridescent blue waters that encircle the island. To say that Spinlonga has had tumultuous history is somewhat of an understatement. The Venetians were the first to occupy the island and erected a fort in the 1500s. Almost 200 years later, the Ottomans conquered the island and in doing so banished the Venetians from Create Forever. The Ottoman Turks left in 1903 and from then until 1957, the island became one of Europe's last active leaper colonies. Viewing the island from the village of Plaka on mainland creates. It might be hard to believe that it bore witness to so many changes, yet the hulking walls, fortress, churches, and marketplace are obvious testaments to the architectural, or excuse me, the architectural, architectural, excuse me, talents of the Venetians and the Ottomans, and the views of creates mountainous countryside from Spinlonga Fortress are exquisite. Next placed would be Villa Epikin, Argentina. For several decades from the 1920s onward, Villa Apucin was a holiday retreat for the Argentine elite. Affluent families would board the train in Buenos, uh, Buenos Aires and trundle through sprawling pampas to propose built village on the banks of Lake Epicen. Its mineral-rich waters are thought to possess, or possess excuse me, healing properties that improve skin and rheumatic conditions. But the heyday came to an abrupt end in November 1985. Standing waves caused by a freak storm and strong winds forced the water to rise uncontrollably. Eventually, the dam protecting the lake broke and the village became submerged like a modern-day Atlantis. It took almost a quarter of a century for the water to recede and reveal streets flanked by destroyed, salt-covered buildings. Undeterred, former resident Pablo Novak moved back and was the star of a short documentary called Pablo's Villa, for a small fee, it's possible to wonder the once glorious resort still cherished by Pablo. So apparently that uh, looks to be the only one that would be charging anything to go visit. If you do uh, go visit, shout out to the Discover blog for actually sending me this. Because like I said, lately I've been on, you know, Miss Tia tell you all my, um, my talking and ranting on about going to visit abandoned places and Miss T probably was like, mm -mm, I, you know, and I get it, you know, I, I get it. So I just, like I said, thought that that was ironic that came in, you know, to my, um, my email. And I said, you know what, let me go ahead and, uh, share this because, you know, it's definitely out, it's definitely a niche for people out there that, um, that like to view abandoned places in, 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 uh, you know, take pictures, video, uh, video it or whatnot. And, um, like I said, I was just putting that out there. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? I really think that's it. Um, now I know that 
the tea is the tea and you want some tea because this is JT's tea. So lately, the tea I've been keeping up with is that WAC 100 tea. Uh, the WAC 100 and the Hassan Campbell tea. Would like to know y'all take on that. It's interesting. Um, some people are not agreeing. Long story long to catch up the uh, catch y'all up to date. Hassan Campbell, who's a YouTube blogger, went to uh, meet with WAC 100. Apparently, when he went to meet with WAC 100, he recorded the conversation. People were saying he's wrong for recording the conversation, but in recording the conversation, Hassan exposed how WAC really feels about people that he's doing business or done business with so I mean me personally I'm like I would record if if I felt like it was justified to record people are saying that Hassan is wrong he felt like it was justified to record and it is a good thing he recorded because instead of looking like the the bad guy per se it's like oh you know that open open the light and it's like oh maybe this guy might not be bad you know um but yeah that's where I'm at with celeb gossip so to speak Miss T is not here so I have to give that fix so to speak um and that's pretty much it that I got going on for the day I'm about to take it easy do some more editing and like i said we're going into that with the editing i'm gonna go ahead and get that page out one more time so you can guys can go hit that like up subscribe 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 please subscribe and once again hold on y'all know we all um busy out here Okay, so uh, YouTube.com floor says channel U is in under C is in cup the number 7 M is in Mary 9 the number 9 Q as in Q-tip T is in Tom K is in kite A is in apple N is in Nancy C is in cup the number 7 Y is in yes T is in Tamilia J is in Jeremy A is in apple K is in kite the number five, the number seven, F is in Frank, the number zero, Z is in zebra, I is in igloo, and Q is in Q-tip. If y'all just hit the subscribe, you ain't even gotta like no video. I'm trying to try to get these subscribers up. We'll greatly appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all have a marvelous day. Stay motivated, positive, peace.